This is Sarah Elizabeth, and you're listening to Front Porch Radio in Columbia, Tennessee, 101.7 WKOM. Hi, I'm Robert Rogers at Parks Motor Sales Buick GMC. Parks Motor Sales was founded by my granddad, Bobby Parks, and my great-granddad, Julian Mays, in 1958. We've been family-owned the whole time, and being family-owned, locally-owned, means you get to get your next vehicle or your existing vehicle serviced by the same people who stand in the grocery line with you, drop their kids off at the same school you do, and smile and are happy to see you when they do. So come see us at Parks Motor Sales in Columbia, Tennessee on 919 Nashville Highway or ParksMotorSales.com. Hello, I'm Barbara Lincoln with Holland's Pharmacy. You may have heard our previous commercials about compression hosiery that we carry at Holland's Pharmacy. Well, we've recently expanded into a full line of knee braces, back, wrist, ankle, and other support wear. We will gladly help you get just the right fit for these items and, of course, special order items to ensure the proper fit. Come see us at Holland's Pharmacy, 1608 Hatcher Lane, or call us at 931-388-4233. 388-4233. American Standard Heating and Air Conditioning is built to a higher standard so you can focus on the problems in your life that actually matter, like the stair that only creaks when everyone else in the house is asleep. American Standard Heating and Air Conditioning, built to a higher standard. Call Davis Heating and Cooling at 931-388-2090 for all your home comfort needs. Davis Heating and Cooling is your local American Standard dealer and proudly serves the Murray County area. Find Davis Heating and Cooling online and on Facebook or call today, 388-2090. Hi, I'm Steve, the Garbage Man. Are you new to Murray County? We want to welcome you and your family. We are a local residential garbage service, and we want to be your garbage man. We've been around for over 30 years, so we have a reputation. Check us out at garbagemaninc.com or call Mike at 931-540-0919. You could also ask your neighbor. 931-540-0919. Are you thinking about a new fence? Maybe you need a pole barn. Then you should give Sands Fence Company a call. That's 931-309-1644. Will Sands has built his business based on the principles of honesty, quality, and integrity. Sands Fence Company has been in business for over 20 years, providing the community with farm, residential, and commercial fencing, as well as pole barns and buildings. Call today for a free estimate. Sands Fence Company, 931-309-1644. 931-309-1644. Brown's Body Shop, 1505 Nashville Highway in Columbia, or 129 Alpha Drive in Franklin, is here to serve Murray and Williamson County. We have over 50 years of business with all the experience combined. All insurance claims, as well as unibody and frame repairs and glass claims are welcomed. Call today for selected insurance companies, 931-381-4915 Columbia, and Franklin, 615-794-1959. Or check us out at www.brownsbodyshop.com. For 40 years, the Jewelers Bench has worked hard for their customers and provided the highest quality jewelry at the best price. They keep going back. Recent renovations have allowed them to expand their inventory. More high quality jewelry, custom vintage and estate pieces, and professional jewelry and watch repairs. They also buy gold. The Jewelers Bench, still here, still great service. 808 Trotwood Avenue, Columbia. Looking for convenience? Try Quickmark Convenience Stores, conveniently located all across Murray County, Southern Middle Tennessee, and North Alabama. Whether stopping in on your way to work for coffee and a biscuit, taking a plate lunch to go, or grabbing something cold to drink after a long hot day at work, there's always one nearby. 
Quick Bar convenience stores conveniently located all across southern Middle Tennessee and North Alabama. Proudly serving Shell Gasoline. Farmer Johnny here, Taylor Family Farm. I'm going to give you all a little look-see. We raise 100% non-GMO grass-fed beef, pasture chicken, and pork on our family farm. Everything that we grow is raised with love and care to ensure the highest quality and nutrition for our family and customers. You can shop online at taylorfamilyfarmtn.com or visit our farm store in person at Etheridge, Tennessee at 301 Dave Reisner Road. That's taylorfamilyfarmtn.com for more information. This is Clayton Harris, and you're listening to 101.7 WKOM Columbia. Tina the B, uh, welcoming you to, I'm fighting something here, a John Adams Thursday. And John's back with us after a brief hiatus. He went in search of, uh, he went in search of the NCAA's brain. I'm going to ask if he found it. Or who, who needed a brain in the Wizard of Oz? Well, do you remember John? Or let's see, the the lion needed courage. The Tin Man needed a heart. Uh, scarecrow, I think, needed the a brain. Scarecrow. It comes down to the Scarecrow. Well, Actually, Tony, you uh, miscast my de- uh, destination there. I was actually down defending our southern border down in South Texas, Brownsville. So, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, there's been some further reporting on this, and uh, some, and, and and today we're going we're going to dig a little deeper on this thing. Um, uh, I, I'm I'm getting to the point where I'm starting to think. You know, I love what Tennessee did, and we celebrated yesterday, and um, love it. And then. Somewhere in my mind, I started thinking, and and when I start thinking, it's a dangerous thing. Anybody that knows me will tell you that. But I was up till like four in the morning last night because I just couldn't, I couldn't shake the concept of what this is about and what's going on. It came at us so quickly. You know, we were on here a couple days ago. Matt was on, and we're on here on Tuesday, just kind of doing our thing. And that's forty-eight hours ago. And that story from Pat Forty broke. Now, and I want to get into the Pat Forty thing with John and the media here in a second, because the media is really important and has been for a long, long time in college football. Not only do they shape narratives, not only do they pick winners and losers, uh, especially like those national guys that kind of write on it, but they do it, they do it in a way that's very agended. Like they don't hide that. Versus other writers of other sports who, it almost gets personal. Like, the whole college football experience to me is so interesting because it's such an emotionally driven thing. I think we would all agree on that, right? Like, people tell me, man, that post-game thing you do. and You know, the post-game thing's great because people are really emotional. And it's good. We love emotion. I'm for emotion. That's kind of what makes us human beings. The thing that's really interesting, though, is, like, I'm thinking about a Pat Forty, and, and I want to get in, get into this with John. So, here's my understanding on this. Tennessee knew this thing was coming, and the New York Times today is, uh, they, they've kind of furthered the, furthered the reportage on this, 
Um, and they've kind of done it in a way that's just, hey, this is kind of what we think's going on. And, and, and I want to get into that a, a little bit. But the, the, the thing that's really, the thing that's really interesting about all this is why? Why? And then the second thing you have to ask is, what's at stake here? What's at stake here? I mean, really, those are, those are my two questions today. Why and what's at stake here? And, okay, let's go back. John, you've been around this for, I don't know, what, four and a half, five decades have you ever seen anything like Tennessee's nuclear response in the last 36 hours? I just want to kind of um, I want to peel this thing back a little bit and talk about what, what this could be about. Because yesterday, uh, Adam Sparks made some people angry when he was talking about, you know, Nico and eligibility and this and that. But let's, let's go back here. The last... 48 hours since that thing broke. Donde Plowman comes out with a strongly, strongly worded statement that, in fact, was an email that she sent to the new uh, commissioner of the NCAA. And then she promulgated it. She said, here it is. I'm going to lay it bare for the public to see. Do you ever remember a reaction like this one followed by an attorney general, followed by a governor? followed by every high-ranking member of the university, followed by uh, a United States senator uh, yesterday. Have you ever seen anything like this? Uh, Off the top of my head, I can't think of it. There may have been one thing, but here you have to to give context to this. Consider what's going on in general, in college sports, in Congress, in state legislatures, we live in a litigating world now, and we're also living in a world in which the stakes have been uh, increased exponentially. Um, you're talking about millions and millions of dollars. I, I remember when they uh, covered the SEC spring meetings. I, I've covered probably 25 of those way back in, I started in the late 70s. I remember in the early 80s, when they announced that uh, the commissioner at the time announced that uh, SEC schools, each one would receive $8 million, $8 million a year from television revenue. Wow, that was a big deal. Now what do they get? 20 times that. Everything we're playing, it's like you started out, you used to be playing at a, a, $5 limit, blackjack table. Now you're playing at $100 or $500 limit. Uh, it's completely different. Uh, and so there's so much to lose here. Uh, also, let's put this in the context of what Tennessee, Tennessee's recent past. And this is right out of the Dante Plowman playbook. Look what happened with Jeremy Pruitt. I can't recall a university official coming out so strong against her own school, not really her school, against a program within her school. 
and a football coach, any coach. She just laid it all out that this guy's cheating and he's cheating badly. He's cheating, cheating sloppily. I'm dumbfounded by all this. She came on strong and she never backed down. And I think we're seeing the same thing again with this NCAA issue. I think she believes Tennessee is in the right and she's willing, willing to take it to the highest level, I don't think she's going to back down at any point. Just like she didn't back down with all the rhetoric from Jeremy Pruitt's, Pruitt's attorney who's threatening all kinds of things. Donnie Plowman didn't budge in her stance. I don't think she will budge now. Ultimately, if this goes into court, that's where it's headed. Unless the NCA backs down, it's going into court. The NCA won't win. I'll stay on my soapbox a little longer. Once the, the court ruled that players could prosper off their name, image, and likeness, and, te, and the NCAA said, oh, okay, well, then we'll allow that. It didn't have a choice. But once it said you athletes can profit, there was no way to enforce a law, a rule saying that, well, you can't use it as a recruiting inducement. How could it not be a recruiting inducement? In other words, if a student athlete says, well, I'll try to decide between uh, between LSU and Texas where I'm going. But neither one of those schools tell him how much money he can make in an NIL deal. So he takes a leap of faith uh, and sides with LSU and they say, hey, man, we're all out of NIL money. Sorry about that. Meanwhile, he hears from Texas, man, you could have made a million bucks a year here. If you see... If you say an athlete has the right to profit off his name, image, and likeness, how can you say, well, you can only profit this much? He needs to know how much he can make. This thing is not enforceable, and if it plays out in court, the NCAA will lose, and so Tennessee shouldn't back down. So we're looking at the why here, and and I had a sugar high from it. I'm not going to lie to you. And then I look at this thing, and I say, okay, like, my job is to say what's next. And then comment, commentate as we go along. Like, I want to deal with the comments that Pat Forty made yesterday and that total ass he made of himself on something he's supposed to be an impartial reporter on. Uh, yesterday. And I want to get John to talk about, not specifically him, but just the, these national media guys and the way their feelings just get in the way. Just report the damn story. You're not a columnist. At any rate, the New York Times has some interesting nuggets today. One of them is this. And this this kind of helps me piece this together. Now, we were talking that that this thing, and Matt, I'm coming to you momentarily. We were discussing how this thing's been simmering. And Tennessee knew. You know, they, they knew behind the scenes. Um, Adam Sparks told us yesterday, he said, you know, we heard whispers in July when we were up there in Indianapolis for those hearings. And, of course, the uh, NCA headquartered is there. And Tennessee went and won a home game back in the summer. And definitely, um, and, and that was Don Day in, in sweetheart mode, glad handing everybody, politicking their way out of that, 
very strong, very slick. On Monday, the New York Times writes the following. The NCA enforcement officers met with Tennessee officials to discuss the investigation. The University Chancellor Don Day Plowman then fired off a letter to the NCA's president, Charlie Baker, criticizing the allegations as factually untrue and procedurally flawed. Now, that's a very important piece of this. It's a very important piece of this because that tells me, and the thing I couldn't piece together is, and we can only speculate, what could Tennessee have heard that would force them to respond the way they did? You know, if you walked on my campus, okay, and I thought, and you said, hey, you know what, we're looking into you guys, Inspire, and, uh, you know, and they kind of soft sell you. And I mean, obviously, the NCAA doesn't have to lay all their cards out there. You know, in any investigation, you don't. Like, they don't, there's no notice of allegations. These are just conversations that are ha- that are being had between a governing body and uh, and one of their member institutions. And we have to consider that. Tennessee still operates within that governing body. One thing Adam Sparks said yesterday, until they go away, they're still in charge. Which, I mean, you might hate the messenger. That's accurate. Another thing Adam kind of brought up yesterday, sort of out of the blue is, and and, and it, it tricked me, triggered me. I don't know, it triggered, but it's kind of stuck in my brain to the point where I'm going, okay, what in this whole scenario is the worst thing that could happen to Tennessee? Well, obviously, lack institutional control and you're, you know, you're playing soccer at homecoming like SMU. That's not going to happen. We know that. Too much money involved. They had to have heard something about Nico. Now, the national media originally made this thing about all sports. I'm convinced it's not about all sports. I'm convinced it's about the high-profile, almost-in-your-face recruitment of Nico. Uh, that's the thing. Since I've gotten off the air yesterday, that's something I've become convinced of. And Adam yesterday said, what if, and maybe he was spitballing, right? But what if the NCA comes out and they say, and I just can't, I just cannot I'm not saying this is so, but they met with him on Monday. They met with him on Monday. She fired off that missive Tuesday. In other words, you know they got on the phone and they said, okay, Nashville, we had you on standby, standby. I'm firing off. They have got a team full of attorneys. I'm firing off this letter, which was looked very legally written. And they said, that's step one. Very coordinated. What could possibly be so important and hold so much gravity that you would do that? I mean, you tell me. I'm asking, so you tell me. Because this thing is now, now that I've gotten over my sugar, and I love my sugar high, 
And I'm proud of Donde Plowman, and I'm proud of Tennessee. But now we're left with this. What's really going on in this chess game here? It can only be a few things. And Adam yesterday just kind of said, you know, what if, and John, you can speak to this. You know him. I mean, could he know something? Could it be a deal where they went to them Monday and said, hey, we're going to pull them away from you for a while. I mean, that would warrant that kind of reaction. I mean, I would submit to you that if you pulled that guy off that team this year for any period of time, you're losing football games. I mean, I'm going to submit that to you. I don't think they have enough. And Adam said that. He said in 2025, if you took them away, they'd be able to overcome that because they'd have enough team to overcome this year. And, and, and this thing's about making the playoffs. You've spent a lot of money on this guy. I mean, you, you, are, you are pot committed at this point with him. You're in the game. And they've come to you basically. And I'm not saying this is what happened. But I could not shake that. I just couldn't shake it. They met with him on Monday. And they go full nuclear. Like John, John said, look, that's why I wanted to ask him this. This is unprecedented. Nobody, nobody stands up to the big bad wolf the way Tennessee did. In this, in that coordinated of a manner. Saying, okay, our chips are in the middle of the table. They had to have heard something Monday that made them say, it couldn't have been, well, we're going to do to you what we did to Florida State. So Matt Dixon, I bring you in. Because Tennessee decided, we're going all in. And, And this thing's really interesting. They had to have told them something. They had to have heard something that tripped us. They, they knew something was simmering. They thought, well, you know, the, the NCAA is not going to do anything because they're just not. We're in a different age. And Matt Dixon, I want your thoughts on this. Just what comes to mind. And, and, and again, none of us know because none of us were there. And nobody's reporting on the specifics of it because nobody was there. But there is some speculation out there. And I will say about Pat Forty again. Pat Forty went to an NCAA boot camp, and he loves the rules. He he's a Pharisee and a Sadducee, and NCAA that thing that that clip that's going around of them on their podcast. And I've never watched their podcast, nor would I ever. Those the and the Dellinger guy looked embarrassed by what Dan Wetzel was doing and what uh, the other guy was doing. He, he, he shut his mouth, for the record. Those other two guys were acting like damn clowns on there last night. Matt, I want your thoughts on... Yeah, I totally absolved that Dellinger guy of what went on. And we're going to go through that here, because I'm going to get John to talk about that. There's so many layers to the onion. Because, well, those guys aren't significant, Tony. Those guys are significant. Here's why those guys are significant. The eggheads at the NCAA take their cues from those guys. They brought him in, embedded him in a boot camp towards this is what we do with the NCAA rules process. That's how he got there. That's why he got the story. And then he got that leak to him. How did he know? Think about that. They're on your campus on Monday. 
somebody picked the phone up and called him and told him. Now I want you to think about that. So I'm not going to fluff him off other than say he is a, at this point, he's a partisan hack and not a reporter. Our Twittiots have gotten so inside that guy's brain that they've got the deed. And I don't know what's left of his brain after watching that little clip last night that we'll play here in a second. But enough about him. Matt, your thoughts on what what this could be about or the potential significance of it. Because I'm back to another thing Adam said, which is you're still under... You're still under their rule till they're blown up, which is where this thing is. That's the that's the thing. It's got to be underscored here. What could be so significant? What could they have said to Tennessee on Monday that would trigger that? I think it's that quarterback. I think that's that significant, Matt. I'd like your thoughts. And again, I'm just speculating here. I'm speculating. It scares me. No, I, I think obviously it centers around Nico and, and the whole NIL deal. Um, and Tennessee's on probation and, and, you know, the potential repeat offender stuff where you can get some severe sanctions. I think that's what's at play here. Um, but, you know, you, you mentioned that, that nobody's come out on the offensive like this against the NCAA. The NCAA's never had, never been as weak as it is right now. And then, you know, you can kind of pile on them and, and they're going to, you know, they're going to get beaten court if, if you ever come to that, which I'd be stunned if this does, um, specifically with Tennessee. But I just I just think that it's Tennessee doesn't feel they did anything wrong, obviously. And with how high profile Nico's recruitment and NIL deal was and with how Tennessee's collective and, and NIL program has kind of really from the start been been talked about as being kind of the best or, you know, right there, like a a great example of what it's supposed to be. I'd be stunned if there's any NCAA violations or or state laws that were broken with Nico's recruitment because of how high profile it was. I would assume all that's on the up and up, but this is, it, it feels like this is the NCAA trying to retroactively enforce some NIL things that they should have been on the, at the forefront of before, they let all this stuff happen, and Tennessee's a perfect, you know, school to try to you know throw your final hail mary at because they are on probation. They just got done with an investigation. You know, you, you, you know they're, you know, you can kind of dig around there, yeah. and and you know who who, know, who knows what what they find, but I, I would assume nothing, especially with Nico's. But I just. I don't know. I, I like Tennessee taking the approach that, yeah, that they did. I, yeah. I loved it. And, I did too. And I, I, I think you know, Donnie Plowman doesn't come out as, as forceful and strong as she does if she's not confident that Tennessee's in the clear here. So I, you know, I ultimately, who knows where this goes? It, it probably doesn't turn into anything. Because I would bet there's probably ten to twenty investigations like this going on across the country with the NCAA. Um, but you know, our guy there, um, Pat Forty, just just wanted to make sure to mention Tennessee's, and, and and you can do that because of the the stuff that just happened with Pruitt. I think that that's fair, and that that makes Tennessee kind of a a target there. And Nico's, you know, obviously the the first NIL kind of player, and I think he's the a guy that if you if the NCAA is going to try to do something, Tennessee's kind of the one that you could do it with with Nico. Um, I just think. 
Tennessee just got done, you know, they talked about the exemplary cooperation and, and Plowman kind of referenced this in her, her, her statement. They're, you know, they invited the NCAA on the campus and Tennessee was like the perfect, you know, you know, sacrificial lamb for how they handled all that. And now the NCAA is coming back and trying to look into things that happened before that. Like this stuff was like two, two years ago before all this stuff, you know, in the last year with the hearings and all that. So, I just don't don't know what the NCAA is trying to prove, other than they're trying a last ditch effort to to save some credibility and to, to kind of put their teeth in and, and kind of take control of the NIL stuff. John, here's the thing I don't understand, and everything Matt says is true. I I totally sign off on all that. Amen and hallelujah. And everything John you said is true. And if they go to court, they're going to lose. Okay, if they go to court, they're going to lose. So what's this about? Are, are they are they trying to commit Harry Carey? I mean, I'm, I'm no I'm, seriously. If you look at if you look at that, these are smart people. Okay, these are. I mean, I say smart in a well, in a book in now, a book smart way a in a book smart I mean, seriously, way. Seriously, that's that's a stretch. But but these these are people who have to think these things through. Okay, so what happens if Tennessee says, "Well, we'll see you in court," and then I, I just wonder. I, and Matt makes a great point. The fact that that Pruitt stuff was so egregious and stupid and out loud and just moronic and idiotic has really opened Tennessee up to this. This is why we're going through this again. And we thought we were done with that. Now, I talked to somebody last night about this. I said, oh, wait a second. Didn't we just get done with them? And they said, that's not the way the NCAA sees this. They said, you got to understand something. The NCAA sees that they were at the time adjudicating the Pruitt stuff. At the same time they were adjudicating the Pruitt stuff, Tennessee was operating in this way. And I said, in what way? They're operating the way everybody else is operating. So what? what's the rub? And basically what I was told, this is just a, this is just a point of speculation. These are two people that are kind of covering this or trying to get at something. Adam said yesterday, don't let any of this fool you. It is serious. And Tennessee is concerned. And the more I thought about that, because initially I thought, no, they're not concerned. But then I just kept wrestling in my brain last night with this. If you're not concerned, why would you call in the the, the cavalry like they did? So let's just get this let's get this on the table. One thing we can all they are concerned. They are concerned. Yes, John? I mean, people are being flippant about this. Well, there's nothing to work and I was on Tuesday, but I'm now to the point where when you have that kind of reaction, they told you something Monday that has kind of spooked you into a spot here. There's a little there's gotta be a level of concern there, otherwise you, you, otherwise, you react tepidly. They walk off your campus and you go, ah, screw them. We'll see them in court. But that's not what they're doing. They're publicly shaming and flogging them and trying to bluff them off this thing. That's what Tennessee's doing here. They're going the bully route. I mean, how else could you read it, John? But, Tony, isn't the NCAA doing the same thing? We all seem to agree on this, Matt. 
you and I, yeah. that if this goes to court, that the NCA would lose. Well, worst case scenario for Tennessee, let's look at that. Yeah. Very worst case, NCA says Nico's ineligible. He, he's he's ineligible to which, play. Which I believe is highly on the table. Okay, well, so it says that. Okay. All right, that's the wor- that we. That's the worst case scenario because the ramifications are are huge. Tennessee has has planned its football program on the premise that its quarterback will be Nico Yamaleava, and if it didn't think that, Josh Heupel could could have signed a transfer quarterback to come in and start. He would. He could have, but there was no need because Nico was his guy. Yeah, all kinds of things at stake here. Okay, so that's worst case for Tennessee. What's the worst case for the NCA? I mean, yes, the courts rule that no, you can't do that because you're punishing Nico and his in his ab- ability to capitalize on his name, image, and likeness. So, if it rules against the NCA. It's not just saying that. It's basically telling the NCA, well, you can't enforce your own rules. Can't enforce your own rules. How serious is that? Then everything, where does the NCA go from there? It doesn't want to get in that situation. No, Tennessee would hate to have Nico declared ineligible, but that that doesn't compare with the ramifications of the NCA if it lost in court and the and the court rules no you can't enforce that rule which it really can't but to hear it in a court of law that would be different so i just think the NCA Tennessee's not going to back down i think the NCA will have to back down now the wild card in this is uh the SEC what about the commissioner, Greg Psyche? Who's remained radio silent, which is really Okay, at some yeah. point, he's got to pick a side, doesn't he? Or does he just is he more a leader, sit John? this one out? Is, Maybe he does. Is he a leader or a politician? What is Greg Psyche, from your, from your ascertaining him? Well, I, I think of people in that position as politicians. Mm-hmm. I thought, I mean, they all are, mm. but I think perhaps he's more so than maybe his predecessor, Mike, Mike Sly. I might be off base on that, but Mike Sly was an attorney. I, I would be curious as to how Mike Sly would perceive this because he had he was a Wall Street attorney. Mike Sly came Mike, up as one of the guys that defended the University of Miami in the late 80s when they got in trouble with the NCA. That's how he made his bones, and then he ended up as – conference commissioner of conference usa yes sir. and then he yeah. caught the eyes of the sec but his entry into this thing into the into that space mm-hmm. was as a defender of a school that was done that did some of the most under the old days some of the most egregious stuff i mean they have they have their own 30 for 30 and it's a great 30 for 30 but i i do want to say one thing about the nca so and, and i'm reading this um new york times deal so back, and this needs to be just kind of pointed out here, because you look at a range of what could happen, right? The Ruiz guy at Miami. Uh, I got to get a timeout. Let's get a time. Let's get a timeout. We'll get some calls in, 
and I want to hear from you. I, I guess what I'm trying to, my message today is that I'm, I love that Tennessee's responded the way they've responded. I just don't, I, I just can't shake the, 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 the narrative that this has to be nothing can't be accurate when you respond that way. That's, that's my, uh, I, I think we're heading for a showdown. I think we're heading for a showdown. And we're going to come back. We'll talk about it. And we'll get John and Matt's thoughts as we roll, and your thoughts as we roll on. Plus, I want to talk about the role of the national media and all this because they have a huge role in it. Those guys, and, and, and also, and also, let us say that these, these people, in the national headquarters of the NCA, take their cues from the Pat Forties of the world. Don't underestimate that. I'm gonna get John to talk about that. Don't un- these people? You talk about politicians that stick their finger in the air and which way the wind blows. They choose their winners and losers. What did they do with Michigan this year when Michigan went off and ran a, won a national championship? I'm still waiting to see what the NCA did. You know why? Because they did nothing. They they shove, shoveled that off to the Big Ten office because they have zero testicular fortitude in the face of the media loves Michigan and the media loves the Big Ten. But I'm going to tell you something about these elites that are in this media here. They'll make fun of Southerners all day long. They'll make fun of you. They'll make fun of the way you talk. They make fun of your grammar on Twitter. They'll make fun of Nico Imaliva's name. They'll make fun of, and they'll say Rico and Chico and Nico and all this nonsense. But they wouldn't dare do that to one of those protected classes in the Northeast. You you bet your bottom dollar there's a lot of hypocrisy involved. But don't discount the power that those people have here because they shape it. Don't discount it. As we come back with more on your other side, an honest discussion here as we roll on after this. This is Coach Devin Simler from Columbia Central Baseball. You are listening to 101.7 WKOM in Columbia, Tennessee. Alert, alert! Columbia Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram has a huge announcement. We're expanding our service center to get you in and out quicker than ever. That's right, five new service bays to get your vehicle back on the road. Don't drive a Chrysler, Dodge, Jeep, or Ram. It doesn't matter. Our certified technicians are trained to work on all makes or models. More service, less time. Only at Columbia Chrysler, Dodge, Jeep, Ram. Family owned and operated. You can count on us. This is Dr. Dominic Mancini from the Dr. Gill Center. If your car was damaged in an auto accident, chances are you'd fix the car. Why wouldn't you give that same attention to yourself? Untreated whiplash injuries of the spinal column may lead to conditions such as headaches, numbness in the arms, neck and back pain. The doctors at the Dr. Gill Center specialize in detecting and treating such injuries from an auto accident. Accident consultations are free. Call me painfree.com or call 615-551-9224.
In today's uncertain world, you can never be too careful about your family's financial future. That's why the Parker Group, a part of Barrett's Private Wealth Management, is offering a free second opinion on your financial plans. Let us review your current plan and we will identify any gaps and offer suggestions to improve it. Please call the Parker Group at 931-548-3737. That's 931-548-3737. Robert W. Barrett and Company Incorporated does not offer tax or legal advice. Hi, Jimmy here for Columbia Ace Hardware. Columbia Ace Hardware now carries Magnolia Home by Joanna Gaines Paint. Now their premium quality and huge selection of colors will be right in your neighborhood. Along with the award-winning service and advice, Columbia Ace has always provided for your paint projects. Around the block, what you need in stock, with people who know their paint. Columbia Ace, the helpful place. Ace is the place with the helpful hardware, folks. Hey, this is Derek Ransom with Ten Pin Alley, voted number one family entertainment center in Murray County. We offer 32 bowling lanes, giant arcade, laser tag, bumper cars, and a full cafe and bar menu. We also specialize in group events, kids and adult birthday parties, company parties, sports team parties, and holiday parties. We're located at 322 East James Campbell Boulevard in Columbia. Call us today at 931-381-BOWL or visit us at tenpin.com. Ten Pin Alley, it's where the good times roll. Do you have trees that need trimming or removed? Do you have stumps that you want ground? A1 Tree Removal is a family-owned and operated business local to Columbia and Lewisburg and servicing surrounding Middle Tennessee. They are licensed and insured and provide free estimates. No job is too big. No tree is too small. Give old Luke a call or text Luke at 931-359-3113. Or you can check them out on Facebook and tell A1 Tree Removal that you heard this ad on the radio. If you love America, you will love A1 Tree Removal. Hello, this is Rick Tillis from Tillis Jewelry. What is a full-service jeweler? Experienced staff, custom designers, in-house jewelry repairs, and beautiful jewelry. Yes, at Tillis Jewelry, we are passionate, knowledgeable, and committed to integrity. We strive to be the best in our community and in our profession. We build long-term relationships and become part of family traditions that will cross generations. We delight clients by providing an unparalleled selection, superior service, and exceptional value. Tillis Jewelry, we exceed your expectations. The generations that have paved the way for us deserve respect, integrity, and compassion. This is Kelly Dobson, owner of Caring Hearts Home Healthcare. My grandmother and mother started this business in 2005, and I was honored to take over in 2012. Licensed and insured, we help our aging community stay in the comfort of their own homes. Online at caringheartshomehealthcarellc.com, by phone 931-381-5470, or in person at 1121 Trawood Avenue here in Columbia. That's Caring Hearts Home Healthcare. Debbie Matthews grew up and lives in beautiful Columbia, Tennessee. As a realtor, she is well-versed in homes, neighborhoods, development, and schools. She wants to share her love of her home state with others to help them find just the right place to raise a family, open a business, or develop a dream. From luxury listings to land, she can handle it all. She is the current leading producer, Nashville Realty Group. Contact Debbie Matthews Realtor at 615-476-3224. That's 615-476-3224. Columbia's own 8th Annual Mid-State Classic Collegiate Softball Triple Header returns on April 2nd at the Ridley Sports Complex. Columbia Central versus Spring Hill at 10 a.m. Then it's Columbia State versus UT Southern at 1.30. And at 5.30, the Lady Volunteers face off against the Memphis Tigers. Tickets are available online at columbiatn.com slash midstateclassic. Tickets are $10 and good for all three games. The Mid-State Classic, April 2nd. See you at the game. 
Hi, I'm Kurt Green. If you're looking for a great night of acapella music, all you've got to do is come out on the 24th and you'll see us at the Cherry Theater, 7th Element. And you will have such a great time. I'm hoping that all of the community comes out and supports this wonderful concert. It's at 6 p.m. I don't want you to miss it because you can find it so easily on Eventbrite. And just look for 7th Element in France. You're going to love it. Get your tickets today. This is Big Lou Maddox, and you're listening to the best radio in southern Middle Tennessee. WKOM 101.7 FM, Columbia. Tony B. back with you. John Adams is here on a Thursday. He's presented by our friend, our buddy, our pal. And you bow your head when you say her name. I used to bow my head when I said John Adams' name until Jennifer Morris came along. I choose sides. I'm like... I'm like um, I'm a lot like those national media guys in that regards. Or in that regard. Springtime's right around the corner. Jennifer wants to remind you that if you're in the market to buy, or maybe you're planning to wait, you know, hey, wait till the weather gets warmer, blah, blah, blah. Don't you dare do that. Springtime market is going to be absolutely insane in East Tennessee. Like, insane in your membrane. And you might end up in if you're trying to buy multiple offer land again and be sitting there at the altar and you don't want that to happen. She going to put together a game plan for you. She going to help you get your top target. She is going to fight for you at Keller Williams. Her, her website is next move, smoky mountains.com next move, smoky mountains.com. And she is one cool as the other side of the pillow person that you'll be dealing with. John, we were talking during our timeout, and you wanted to raise something, and then we'll go to the phones. Go ahead. Okay. Yeah, Tony, you've talked about this with uh, Donde Plowman, why she chose to go nuclear, that there must be something serious here, and I guess there is. Uh, but there's another component to this. Uh, it could be a little personal with her, maybe more than a little. Uh she basically made the NCAA's case against her own school to get rid of Jeremy Pruitt. Sure, she was motivated to do that. She didn't have to pay him a buyout. He was a total loser. He was running the program into the ground, and he was cheating, cheating very badly. Nonetheless, if she hadn't have brought any of this up, if there had been no internal investigation, do you really think the NCAA would go have gone after Jeremy a Jeremy Pruitt, who's running a losing program? I don't think so. She made that case. She went public with it, told the media. She didn't just say he was cheating. She was che- He was cheating at an unbelievable level. She just was dumbfounded by it. So she does this for the NCA. She shepherds the NCA through the whole process. She willingly gives the documentation. She made the NCA's case. Jeremy Pruitt was dismissed. Tennessee didn't have a buyout, didn't have to pay a buyout, and we move along. Now, months later, years later, really, the NCA's coming after Tennessee like it's an outlaw program. Don't you think she would be offended by that? I would if I were in her position. Hey, look what I did for you. I handed you this guy. The NCAA doesn't have the enforcement manpower it once did. Tennessee did, not enforcement, the investigative 
power it once did. Doesn't have the manpower. She, her school, and her command did the investigation and made the NCA's case. And now the NCA, you talk, you keep talking about. Well, already Tennessee was an easy target because it was in trouble once before. But it was only in trouble because Tennessee made the NCA's case. And so now, after all that, she looks at it from that perspective. NCA people come to her and say, okay, you got a, you got a problem here. And she says, wait a minute. After all I did for you, this is what I get in return. So I, people that listen on Twitter spaces know this is a fact. I, I've been waiting on a call. And it's somebody I've kind of pounded who hasn't responded. And they just, you know, essentially called when I was on the air. And I and I put the phone there. People in here could hear the phone ringing, people, and, and my, my panel could as well. And it was somebody I've been waiting to talk to. And essentially, I was told that when the NCAA showed up Monday and sat down with her, they saw a side of her they haven't seen. They started talking about what they quote-unquote have and her reaction personally, like interpersonally, was visceral to the tone of, get out of my office. It is, um, to say this thing is unprecedented is, um, you you can't understate, I, I don't think you can overstate, John, how historical, to those that, uh, of us that follow college sports, how historical this is. You, you and I joke off the air about how this place, down through the years, has been a never-ending show topic. And a lot of times it was due to a complicit lack of leadership, which gave us great fodder. You as a columnist, me as a talk show host, and... But the thing about both of us is, is that when we see proper leadership or we see good stuff, we, we call that out. You have to, you know, you, you have to. And the source I just talked to said that her reaction Monday to the NCA enforcement arm was she was rather caustic toward them and confrontational. Now, again, this has been simmering. Tennessee knew the day was coming. One wonders if that was calculated on her part or, to John's point, if, hey, this thing is this thing's now personal for me. Which that's that would lead me, John, in that direction. Now, she's pretty slick, as we both know, but she's also a human being. Hey, we're going to go through this again. Get, get the hell out of my office. We'll, we'll talk to you in court. Get out of my office. How's that grab you, John? Does that do you find that to be believable well, that that could have occurred? I think it's possible. I, I think I think she's very very sharp. Uh, she's she's proved to be a great manager, and, and I don't know what with the whole university scene because I'm focused on the sports world, and. And so I see her in that realm, and right. I see she's what she's done there. And part of this, part of my opinion, is formed by comparisons. Look at the leadership before her. I mean, it was comical. How did all of this start? 
How did it all start? It goes back to the university president of the whole UT system, Joe DiPietro. Oh, no. Hiring, hiring a former fired football coach, Philip Fulmer, as a special advisor. Created a job for him. So then Philip Fulmer works his way back into the good graces of a new chancellor, Bev Davenport, who, <laughs> well, uh, so, <laughs> I mean, unless it's laughter, just, I know. I mean, just cue the laugh track. But so, and so then she fires John Curry in the middle of a coaching search when the Greg Schiano thing blows up and some other things happen. And so Philip Fulmer, and then she names Philip Fulmer the athletic director, somebody with absolutely no experience in that role. He goes out and makes his big hire of Jeremy Pruitt, who was a disaster as a head coach. He'd never been one. There was no track record. So the program, so that's what happens when you have bad leadership at the top. Now Tennessee has much better leadership, starting with Randy Boyd as the university system president, followed that up by Dante Plowman. None of this stuff would have happened on their watch. You can go back. We could bring up all kinds of examples that things, how differently things might have played out in, in all the embarrassing uh, incidents that have occurred with Tennessee if there had been leadership at the top, good leadership. Now Tennessee has that. So I think Tennessee should be confident. I don't know what was in Donde Plowman's head when she met with NCA representatives. I can't read her mind, but I think I think the Tennessee fan base uh, should trust her instincts on this because she has a track record. The the best way to judge somebody is by the track record, and her track record is really good. Her track record with the NCA is good. She's got a different role now. But I go back to that track record. I think Tennessee fans should trust her. I wouldn't have said that about any other leader it's had at that level. Not at all. Matt, what do you make of that little piece there that when they come to see her Monday, she basically says, get out of my office, and her fingers are in her ears. And that's her posture. What do you make of that, Matt? Uh, well, that that's what her, her statement sounded like, and I – I think it was Ballquest had a, like an interview with her um, on campus yesterday, and her her body language was mad. Like she was, like I, I thought, looked sounded like she's furious. Like so I think John is is spot on that. Not only is is this personal, but I I just, I mean, I just think that it's just. I think she probably thinks it's a joke and it's silly that the NCA is is trying to do this to a school that you know was exemplary. Uh, by their by their words, so I, I do think uh, it is. I, I think the the personal stuff is 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 part of it, and and ultimately, and maybe this doesn't help Tennessee specifically, but ultimately, Donde Plowman and Tennessee are on the winning side of this argument about NIL and player rights and all. Like Tennessee p- position being pro student athlete is ultimately the winning side of this of this argument. Whenever that you know, plays out whether that helps Tennessee or not. And that's, you know, a, a good place to be. Like the NCA is going to lose this argument eventually. Maybe they can save face and do something to Tennessee at the end. 
but they're going to end up with all this NIL stuff being kind of the norm. It's kind yeah, Matt, what yeah. you're saying, it, it, it's, I mean, the NCAA, if it punishes Nico, if the NCAA punishes Nico, it's violating the very the essence of what the NC, the courts are, are establishing. As you said, the student athletes' rights. If it doesn't, if it punishes Nico, what did Nico do? He made money off his name, image, and likeness, which supposedly is okay. So I don't see how the NCA could suspend him. Yeah, it would be punishing the school severely, in fact, but it also would be punishing Nico. To the phones we go. And let's get our next call in. And I, well, obviously Nico's the Nico's a huge piece of this. Um, hello and welcome into our next call. Hey, Tone, this is E. Hey, E. Appreciate you calling. Thanks for being there. Yeah, man. Um, John, to your point real quick, um, the NCAA, why, why would they go after somebody that cooperated? Because that's what they do lately. The people that cooperate with them, that's who they come down hardest on. The NCAA is in a death spiral, and they know it, and everybody knows it. They are on the verge of going right over the cliff. They lost their shirt in this NIL deal by failing to get in front of it and doing anything with it or trying to set the rules and set them up right, set up some consistency and some clarity. But now they're trying to recover. And I, I'm going to classify what I what I think kind of happened in that discussion. I don't have any facts. You know that. But I'm going to try and classify what I think happened in that discussion. The NCAA kind of has a gun to their head in terms of their survival as a as an organization. If they can't get some kind of clawback something on this NIL, they're done for, and they know it. So who are they going to go after? The last team or the last program that really cooperated with them. They're going to go after the highest profile NIL case in the country, which is Nico. And um, they're hoping that Tennessee would knuckle under and, and go along with them. And so what they've done with Tennessee is they have offered us up something that has put a gun to Tennessee's head and basically threatened our survival as, you know, an athletic department, as, uh, you know, putting teams on the field. So it's, it's kind of the first principle of lawfare, which is F me, no F you. Um, and, and think about, think about it this way. I love what Dr. Plowman has done. She has taken the mustard to Charlie Baker and the NCAA, but it's more than that. The, it's not just her being the, the face out there and being resolute and determined and being on the right side of the facts. It is that entire leadership team at UT that is on board with this. That is the president, that is the chancellor, the trustees, the folks at the state level. Everybody is on board with this. So, you know, it's, I'm telling you, like y'all have said, if it goes to court, the NCAA loses. This is not 1987, okay? In 1987, they gave SMU the death penalty for paying players and lying about it and playing games. They gave the boss, the boss, he wound up with his death penalty basically for wearing his T-shirt that says National Communist <laughs> Against Athletes. And it ain't 1987 anymore. You know, Tennessee is fixing to turn it around 
This goes to court. We're going to hand the end result is going to be the NCAA gets the death penalty. Now, for my money, um, two two things on the way out. I think that all the Tennessee folks that go to the NCAA from now on should get themselves an orange and white replica T-shirt that says National Communists Against Athletes and wear it over top of their actual dress clothes. And the second thing is this. If they thought if they thought Tennessee raised a lot of money, if Spire raised a lot of money to get Nico, wait till you see how much we put together to fight the NCAA. Peace. Thank you. 865-200-5402. Let's do this. Tony. Brief timeout. That was a hell of a call. Yeah, I mean, Jennifer Morris should be sponsoring that guy instead of me. Presented by, that phone call presented by <laughs> next <laughs> Let's do this. Live, legal, and large. Uh, we'll keep it live, legal, and large. I got to get time out as well. I'm, I'm way over. I'm sorry. We got wordy here to the call. Stay there. We're going to come right to you after this. This is Coach Trader's Golf from Columbia Central High School Football. You are listening to 101.7 WKOM in Columbia, Tennessee. Hi, I'm Robert Rogers at Parks Motor Sales Buick GMC. And I'm Michael Parks Lawrence at Parks Motor Sales Buick GMC. Together, we're Mr. Bobby Parks' grandsons, and we run his dealership, and we are glad to be part of our local community. Being family-owned and operated, we invest heavily in our community. We do things like sports teams, schools, bands, you name it. We try to help everybody we can. The reason why we do this is because we all love this community. So come do business with us, your neighbors, at Parks Motor Sales in Columbia, Tennessee, right off Nashville Highway, or at ParksMotorSales.com. Hello, I'm Barbara Lincoln with Holland's Pharmacy. You may have heard our previous commercials about compression hosiery that we carry at Holland's Pharmacy. Well, we've recently expanded into a full line of knee braces, back, wrist, ankle, and other support wear. We will gladly help you get just the right fit for these items and, of course, special order items to ensure the proper fit. Come see us at Holland's Pharmacy, 1608 Hatcher Lane, or call us at 931-388-4233. 388-4233. American Standard Heating and Air Conditioning is built to a higher standard so you can focus on the problems in your life that actually matter, like the drywall that somehow isn't. American Standard Heating and Air Conditioning, built to a higher standard. Call Davis Heating and Cooling at 931-388-2090 for all your home comfort needs. Davis Heating and Cooling is your local American Standard dealer and proudly serves the Murray County area. Find Davis Heating and Cooling online and on Facebook or call today, 388-2090. Hi, this is Steve, the Garbage Man. Y'all have heard me talk in the past about Packer, our mascot dog. Well, I have some sad news about Packer. She recently crossed over the Rainbow Bridge to join our other beloved pets of the past. Packer lived out her final days on our farm in Water Valley. She had a great 14 years of life after being rescued by Don from being thrown away as a pup in someone's garbage. Rest in peace, Packer. Are you thinking about a new fence? Maybe you need a pole barn. Then you should give Sands Fence Company a call. That's 931-309-1644. Will Sands has built his business based on the principles of honesty, quality, and integrity. Sands Fence Company has been in business for over 20 years, providing the community with farm, residential, and commercial fencing, as well as pole barns and buildings. Call today for a free estimate. Sands Fence Company, 931-309-1644. 931-309-1644. For 40 years, the Jewelers Bench has worked hard for their customers and provided the highest quality jewelry at the best price. They keep going back. Recent renovations have allowed them to expand their inventory. 
more high-quality jewelry, custom vintage and estate pieces, and professional jewelry and watch repairs. They also buy gold. The Jewelers Bench, still here, still great service. 808 Trotwood Avenue, Columbia. Hello, my name is Connor Mims. My wife Bradley and I live in Columbia, Tennessee in Riverside. I'm a deck and porch builder and my wife is a second grade teacher at Riverside Elementary. My specialty is designing and building elegant and comfortable porches and decks. Let me work with you to design and build the porch or deck of your dreams. Give us a call today from our website, memsmodernlandscape.com. That's memsmodernlandscape.com and check out what we have to offer. Thanks. This is Trey Adcock with Dixie Equipment Sales and Rental. We sell ASV and Wacker Noisen equipment. We also rent a wide variety of compact equipment in the Middle Tennessee area. Come see us. We are located in Columbia, Tennessee at 200 East 16th Street. You can call us at 615-969-0118 or visit our website at www.dixiediesel.com. We have been in business for over 42 years and we would love to help you turn your project into reality. If you have Medicare and Medicaid, you may be able to get more help to cover your care and costs. A United Healthcare dual complete plan can help you get more benefits than original Medicare. Whether you choose our online tools or over the phone support, United Healthcare will help you compare options so you can choose a plan with confidence. See if you qualify for a United Healthcare dual complete plan. Call 855 UHC MORE. That's 855 UHC MORE. 855 UHC MORE. This is Jack Cobb with Murray County Public Schools and the Big Yellow School Bus. You're listening to Front Porch Radio on 101.7 WKOM in Columbia, Tennessee. Hello and welcome back to our programma that gives you mo. We're just trying to dig a little deeper today, talk about what this thing's about, the ramifications of it. That's what we did in hour one. We're going to go back to our phones here momentarily. I want to talk about an important component of this, which is the national media. And, John, one of the things I've always thought this fascinating about college sports down through the years, unlike its NFL counterpart, its NBA counterpart, sure, those sports, you've got your, you've got your reporters and you've got your stars over at ESPN and you've got your Adam Schefter making $8 million to tweet things on Twitter that GMs and agents tell them, and that's good work if you can get it. God bless the guy. Ain't that America? It's the you and the me. It's a great uh, John Mellicamp once said. John, um, college football in particular has always been interesting to me because no matter what area you're in, there's always been these, um, these voices, these people that cover it, who carry a lot of weight with these administrators? It, it's these administrators are kind of are kind of steered by that media, and that media can pick their winners and their losers. I, I cited Michigan last hour. You think if Michigan was in the Southeastern Conference, that would have happened? That season would have gone along. John, let's say Michigan was Tennessee, and they were having the season they were having. And Josh Heupel would have been caught red-handed doing... Matt Dixon showed up on somebody's sideline, you know, to scout in a coach's uniform as a proxy for Tennessee. Does, does, is Matt responsible for his own travel expenses in that scenario? Are you, Matt? What do you think happens? 
all serious. I, I'm really not sure, Tony. I, I don't. Um, and you talk about the influence of the media at the national level. Yeah. It didn't used to be this way so much because things have changed dramatically uh, in the last, well, with the emergence of ESPN, what was that, 1980, 81, 81, I think? Yep. When about the time, because that was a national sports entity covering all these sports with writers. And, and so what you have, you have now, some of the larger papers had these writers who were, who were not, they were, they were kind of national writers. You had it in the NFL. You also have the biggest papers, say the Dallas Morning News. When newspapers were flourishing, they're not flourishing now, obviously, but they would have a national college football writer. Okay, so those guys, their work is uh, is very much source driven. Um, so they're dependent on people telling them stuff. It, it's really different from a columnist. And you can be a columnist and, and rely heavily on sources. I don't do that at all. It just doesn't, it didn't work well with my approach to things. But with guys who do this at this at the college level, they're, they're reliant on sources. Many of those sources are agents, the biggest agents, Jimmy Sexton, for yep. example. Yep. Uh, then, uh, that enables you to break stories. Then you also, you get involved. So that gives, and so in turn, you see the NCAA, let's say, uh, sees these particular writers breaking all these stories. They are ahead of the curve. So the NCAA sees the benefit of working, cooperating, and, and there's a fine line there. Mm-hmm. One thing as a columnist, because I always wanted to write my opinion, I didn't want to be influenced by anybody. In other words, okay, I might could get an insightful column by talking to someone, mm-hmm. but then I'm kind of, I've got to kind of count on that person. I've got to rely on them, and I've got to kind of, they're kind of using me too. It could affect the way, the way I write sometimes. Not, not a lot of the time, maybe, but even one time, I just, I don't like that for me. But they're, they're in a different role. They're reporting. They're breaking stories, and yeah. so they need really good sources. So now the NCA or leaders see the, uh, uh, and college administrators as well might see the advantage of cooperating with these guys, of giving these people access, and in turn, so it becomes sort of a "you scratch my back, I'll scratch yours" kind of arrangement. So the forty deal, right? We were talking about this. It's a, it's an in, it's a it's an important piece of this. Okay. How did he get the story? Well, he was embedded with them several months ago in some kind of like boot camp thing. Kind of like when they take those guys inside the selection process in the NCAA tournament. Yeah. Uh-huh. Except they don't let them in on Selection Sunday. They let them in a fake thing. Okay? Those are two. Like I've told Jerry Palm, I'm glad you got to sit in the room and allegedly see how the cake is baked. If you don't think that those people are putting matchups together for television purposes and brackets together to sell tickets and television purposes, you're out of your mind. But anyway, that's another story because it's a TV show, but those guys will never sell you on that. Pat Forty, at the very one day after the NCAA comes and sits down with Don Day Plowman, and she looks him in the eye and says, get your coat, your brim, and get on out my gym. 
Okay? Pat Forty runs with the story. Now, it didn't just fall on his lap. Okay? Somebody leaked that to him. And Tennessee was ready for it. But that's how this works. He's going to be sympathetic to the NCAA over Tennessee. He's cheering for the NCAA over Tennessee in this deal. I want you to listen to this. This is the reporter that broke the story. The first voice you're going to hear is that of Dan Wetzel. Now, Dan is a guy that 25 years ago shined the light on the shoe industry and its deleterious influence on college sports and how shoe companies were steering uh, college basketball players to high schools. And he has accounts in this book called Soul Influence. It's a great book. It's one of the more interesting sports books I've ever read. But he's involved in this, which is kind of disappointing. But I've had my moments where I'm silly on the air or whatever. No, come on. When, when you're the guy that breaks this story, though, and you're supposed to be kind of above the deal, you, you can't be comporting yourself like this. Unless, and I want you to talk about this, John, unless it's gotten personal with you and a fan base. And see, that's the thing. Because, Matt, didn't didn't Pat Forty use some rather glib language in that um, when he broke that story? Didn't he, he? There was a paragraph or two in there that was just totally glib. To, I, I, I don't have it off the top of my head. I can look it up. But let's listen to this. So this is a podcast. You guys know, Matt, do you know the name of this podcast? It's, it's Dan Wetzel, Pat Forty, and Ross Dellinger. Who and, and by the way, Ross, for the record, while these two guys are talking, doesn't get involved in it, doesn't, um, looks rather like, what am I doing here? Um, and is just thinking, uh, he's thinking to himself, it looks like he's saying, I, I don't want to be here for this. I don't want my name on this. So really, what you're hearing here is Dan Wetzel first, and then Pat Forty. And I think the Tennessee listener listening to me today thinks this is a pretty serious thing that we're talking about. But to these guys, it's just a fun day at the office and fodder, and here we go. And they even take to kind of making fun of Nico's heritage and his name, and let's listen in here. If I can get the darn thing to play. Which me and technology, let me back out of it again. I said there was a quarterback from California named uh, Rico. Rico. I'll throw a couple more in there, right? Some guy named Rico is from California, five-star quarterback, and he just happened to commit to, uh, and is now fresh, played a freshman, he's going into sophomore year, he's going to be the starter for the Tennessee Vols, and he came from, and there was a lot of talk. He had this deal, Spire Sports. Would 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 it be similar to that type of a case? A Rico, not a Nico, a Rico. It would be. It would be. So Maybe even Chico, either one. Any, any. Let's say there was a quarterback from California named... Uh, yeah. So this is Dan Rico, Wetzel. Rico. Who sounds like he's on helium. I'll throw a couple more in there, right? Some guy named Rico. is from California. Five-star quarterback. And he just happened to commit to... Uh, and is now fresh. Played a freshman. He's going into sophomore year. He's going to be the starter for the Tennessee Vols. And he came from... And there was a lot of talk. He had this deal. Spire Sports. Would, would, would it be similar to that type of a case? A Rico, not a Nico. A Rico. It, it would be. It would okay, be. Okay. So Maybe even Chico. Either one. Yeah. Uh, so it's a Rico and a Chico. For Nico, it's a Rico statute and a Chico for Nico, John. And I guess that's accepted. I I don't know. Like, well, it. Um, I guess that's accepted. I don't know. It they're on be, the right side of things. It would be with 
it wouldn't be with my uh, company or the great Gannett Empire. We we wouldn't um, making fun of someone. Yeah, I, I I see funny names a lot of times. Yeah, and we I have think fun with about it. doing a, an all name team. Sure. And, and then I I think well, but you know, am I kind of making fun of the guys? Uh, background, his heritage, so I kind of hold off on that. In my younger days, I wouldn't have held off on it. I said, oh, this is funny. I'm writing it, okay? But now, I'm a little more thoughtful about stuff like that. I don't have, I don't place many restrictions on my on my column writing, as people can tell. But I don't, you know, I, I wouldn't make fun of Nico's name. But see, but see, I laugh at everything, so I don't care, but and I make fun of, you know, who cares? I make fun of myself. The point is, though, here, these guys know that this guy's very eligibility is at stake here and his ability to play football and ultimately, quote, unquote, earn a living, which they are supposed to be sympathetic toward. And and they're on there using terms like the Rico, a RICO statute for the, for the sake of the conversation is – money has changed hands and you've crossed state lines and it's organized crime. And that's basically implicitly what they're implying when, um, when make, when making fun of this guy's heritage. Now you gotta, you gotta pick one here. What we have a conversation. I mean, that's my point. My point is, okay, we're going to make whatever. Okay. The guy's got a lot. I'm going to buy a vow. That's what I've said about his name. I'm going to buy a vow. You know, the Vanna White, flip some letters. I'm going to buy a vow. Okay. Well, well, fine. You can't say then turn around and go, well, is it a Rico? Is that what it is? I mean, it, 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 you know, I, I listen, listen, we can pick on those teams in the South. I hate to fall there. We can pick on them. We can pick, and I hate Tennessee. That's this guy's. That's this guy's tone, and I just am so dismissive of the Vols. I hate him. That's this well, guy's tone. But, but Tony, here's here's another aspect of this. You as a talk show host, I mean, I don't want to place any any restrictions on you. You want to make fun of anything? I'm fine with that. And as a columnist, I've got a lot of room. Uh, you know what I want to write about, if, and I make fun of things. Yeah, and I don't, I don't have many restrictions. There's a difference. So, for example, look at our paper. Okay, I'm the columnist. Uh, Adam Sparks is covering the Tennessee football beat. Yes, it's about it's the most prominent beat in our entire network of Gannett papers throughout the Southeast. Wow. I really believe that. It's, wow, it gets the most traffic. It's the most read, uh, and Adam is one of the most important people, not just in our paper, but in our entire network. He's really, really good at his job. Okay, but see, we don't, I'm not out there breaking stories. And Adam is not, he's not out there uh, making fun of Tennessee when he gets in trouble. Because... Adam is breaking stories. When I was in Baton Rouge way back when in the early 80s, I was a columnist, but I also covered the beat. So I broke stories. I wrote investigative stories, and then I turned around and commented on them. Not an ideal situation. It's hard to 
I mean, I was mindful of that. Yep. But it's hard to do both. So when you have Pat and and Dan and and Ross, when they're breaking stories, then when they turn around, they're breaking important stories as a news event. Exactly. But then, then to turn around and treat it very capriciously, oh, <laughs> look at this guy, Nico, is involved in this investigative. Nico, Rico, Frico, who is he? I, I don't know. It, it, it confuses it confuses your followers. It confuses readers, and it confuses uh, listeners. When I, I I used to I still get emails like I don't. You need to stick to the facts. You need to be impartial. You know, and I, no, I, I'm exactly the opposite. I'm supposed to express my opinion. It's my opinion. I'm reacting to facts. I'm commenting on events. I'm not. I'm not breaking this. I'm not presenting mm. facts. It makes I'm total commenting sense. On, it's a completely well, different role, and, and it's very subjective. And this leads me to say this, Matt Dixon. I'm big. I'm, I'm man enough to say this to you. I'm sorry. I apologize to you. I apologize to you. Please accept my apology. We'll go to the phones. All these years, Matt's been telling me that that guy was like that. And all these years, I've been telling Matt that that guy's not like that. Hey, Matt, you were right, and I was wrong. That guy's like that, Matt. That's a really bad look for the guy that broke the story to be in the middle of of, of conduct like that. You want to do a talk show? You go do a talk show. Go do your thing. That's where I'm at. You want to break that story and have me take you seriously as a journalist? You're not in jur- you're an av- you're an advocate. You're taking down Tennessee. That's what you're doing. I mean, let's call that what it is. And laughing about it, by the way. Laughing about it. And you called that, Matt. You called that. So will you accept my apology and then we'll move along here? Yeah, I'll accept it. You don't need to apologize. I think it would have been kind of funny if Matt would have said, no, I I don't accept your apology. Let's go back to our phones on our TLD Logistics phone line. We want to hear Uh, from you now. We've been very long-winded. Hello and welcome in. On a Thursday where uh, John Adams is in here, and he's presented by our great friend Jennifer Morris and nextmovesmokymountains.com over at Keller Williams. Hello and welcome in. Oh, okay. You know, I, I thought I was going to be celebrating that last uh, 49ers victory, but I can't even enjoy it because of all this. I am so, I am just, you know what? I can't even, as the hype-living ball fan, I, oh, my God. After everything we've been through and then for this to come, I am actually, I can't understand it. I think there's a bigger story here. Uh, I want to know where he got that story. I want to know where Forty got the story. And if he was out there at that little, whatever you know, what call it, workshop, somebody still dropped the dime or what it went with the story about Nico riding up, uh, or his family and him getting a ride on a private plane and they're using, and they said the words yep. of the, um, Volunteer Club, and I knew about a plane picking him up in yep. California. Now, look, you can connect a few dots. There. There's some names, you know, that 
have in common, and they lead me to a rat. But you know what? In all fairness to that, Tennessee was pretty out loud about that. I mean, one of them was he flew across country and played a flag football game at Farragut High School. I mean, that's, really? listen, that's pretty, I mean, we're not in Cleveland, but that's pretty cavalier. I mean, that's Cleveland and, Cavaliers. That's, uh, that's World B. Free stuff and back that in the day. Is, their argument's <laughs> going to be that was during the time that before our rules. Sure. Nobody knows what your rules is. Sure. And, that, and that's Tennessee's stance. Uh, okay, how long ago was that, Tony? Two years. Yeah, it's coming up on two years. Feels like twenty. I wonder why when they was, you know, we even though okay, it went, why is it just now being brought up? It's my question. Wonder. Well, look. Obviously, Pat Forty got tipped off, but Peggy sitting on that show yesterday, laughing in your face, spitting oh, in your that face, was Peggy. And he looked so he's gone beyond being it. Being a journalist, and look, I'll tell y'all something. I I thought, well, look, he's on Fireball all the time, so I called in just to hear how they was, uh, you know, having it down there. And sure enough, you know, he Paul had him on there whenever. It, well, well, I went and listened to it. Yeah, I looked through. Well, we looked through their menu, and I seen it. You know, whenever you broke it first, so I thought, okay, that was the day. So let me go check out and hear when they broke it, honey. Yeah. It's like they had a, oh, his giddy giddy attack. You know, they are just, oh, yeah. Uh, but there's a lot of people that are giving Tennessee support. That, uh, and a lot, yep. of, a lot of Alabama fans Alabama are. Fans. I, yeah, you took the words out of my mouth. I've had Alabama fans in my life who, like, we, we go back and forth and make fun of each They said, enough's enough, man. This is yeah. asinine. And, and and one of them said, hey, this is a shame for y'all because it's really your time to shine with Nick Saban out of this deal. You guys have kind of well, waited your turn here. Oh, and just, and, and, and just when you think, started. just when you think, Peggy, the waters are smooth, right? Just when, oh, here comes God. a freaking shark in fresh water. Tony, I'm telling you, but I, I, I say, don't a shark with no hey. teeth. Girl, a rogue wave. But I say, girl, we're proud of you, and we're glad we've got you, and you stand to have, look, yes. Yep. I mean, it's very apparent. Look, I don't know exactly what, but uh, somebody's behind this. They're going after Nico. That's right. I, I believe it is Just Nico. Just when we get straightened out, and I've got a few suspects in mind. But right, give me a, give John, uh, give uh, John Adams. John Adams needs to follow up. I need right. to whisper to him out there because I don't. I maybe can whisper I it on air. I want you to. I want you to whisper <laughs> it on air. Go ahead. Whisper it on air. We'll we'll, we'll traffic Seriously. in it here. Okay. When was Mincy? When was it? Mincy went into the portal. Do y'all remember right offhand? When was that? That's for the bowl game, right? Uh, early, oh yeah, it was mid December, early to mid December. When who? When who? Cheryl Mincy went into the portal. Who? Who? Mincy. 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 Oh, okay. okay. I think that's mid-December. John's yeah, writing down what you're saying, Peggy, for the record. Go okay. ahead. And, and when was that, uh, you know who, lame kittens up here snooping around, and he made pictures and posted it He of, uh, when he got to the airport and of Alumni Hall. All right, hang on. So you're back to lame kitten... 
as you call him. Johnny, you're, you're writing this down. Lame kitten. And you're also Mark and Colombo alert. Mark and Colombo alert. Listen, I'm telling you, I get far off. I'm just telling you. Right after that's when Nancy said he's going to Mississippi. Everything he puts on there, it's like where where's Waldo. But Mincy's I mean, a, he's a, But he's in Kentucky now. Now yeah, that's a, I'm just saying, this is about when it started. Listen. Then he put he's been trolling Hugh Freeze. Uh Hugh Freeze posted something himself about he got some kind of award for about being a top recruiter. <laughs> and Lane retweeted <laughs> Lane retweeted Hughes' uh, tweet, you know, and like was my, it might and put some kind of emoji up there, like a face, you know. But going back to when, when he come up here, and this is before we knew Mincy was leaving. I don't think he'd entered the portal yet. He posts that picture on there. He always, wherever he's at, it's like, where's Waldo? You know, he'll post a picture on the on his boat, in his office, whatever. So he posts his picture. He's over, and it says Alumni Hall. And it's the bottom of a little case or something. You can see UT tennis shoes, and there's a... Y'all, did y'all see it? Well, you won't see it now because he's deleted it. But I reposted it. No, I didn't it, see it, I, Peggy. I reposted it, and I said, is this legal? And it wasn't a week later when he, when Mincy said, you know, he'd entered the portal, and, of course, ended up going down there, and I thought, you know, I didn't think that much of it, but I thought, you know, when I posted that, I thought, let me go back and find that, because... You know, I didn't think he's supposed to be connecting with it, but he lets everybody know. See, he lets everybody know where he's at. And I just said, is this legal? Well, it ain't there no more. I, might not mean a thing, but then after that, all the coach, he's always, they, they said, hey, uh, they based it on people saying it's the wild, wild west. That's his quote. Peggy, I, I love, I love you. Let's go back to the phones. I gotta go. Great, great point, so. Hello and welcome into our next call. Tony, it's the rustic one. Rustic one, K pasta, amigo. Oh, not much, buddy. I, I actually heard Peggy's whole spiel on Fine Bomb yesterday, so it was sounding a little repetitive. Too. Interesting. Yeah. Um, you know, Tony, I, I, not exactly why I called, but I will say, just because you were apologizing to Matt a second ago. 40 Wetzel, I mean, you talk about this book Wetzel wrote 25 years ago. Those guys are absolute has-beens. I mean, 40's writing for what, Sports Illustrated? I didn't even know it still existed. 40 broke a pretty huge story, though. And in their business, that's currency. I mean, and listen, when Sports Illustrated goes away, he'll get another spot. Cause he's he prom- won't have any trouble getting his yeah, job. He's, he, I mean, I hate to rain on your parade, but he's pretty. He's a pretty prominent voice well, in there's, this deal. There's not many national swimming riders out there. <laughs> <laughs> I just, I mean, maybe. Hey, look, maybe you're right. Well, he'll be employed tomorrow. Yeah. For breaking the story, and and I guess he obviously still has friends in Indianapolis. I just don't think those guys are the standard bearers that they used to be 15, 20 years ago. Oh no, the NCA um, takes their cues from those guys, and these and these. Um, 
these, uh, for instance, Danny White holds this guy Pete Thamel in high esteem. He leaks everything to him. I'm, I'm just calling it what it is. I'm, John can comment on that or not. I'm calling it what it is. That's how this thing works. These guys well, get embedded think- in these deals. And don't think for a second that those guys aren't powerful. They're very, and those girls that are in it, the guys and gals are really powerful in that deal. Don't think they're not. Well, and Pete Thamel seems to kind of set himself apart where I don't see him interjecting his commentary into a lot of the stories. He's I would writing. agree with he that. He appears to be more of just a newsbreaker. Yeah, I, I, I don't know. I that. think there's a, a newer generation of guys like an Andy Staples who just have a lot louder voice and a, and a bigger audience at this point. And I, I've really liked his coverage on this whole thing the past 48 hours. Obviously, it's been a little more pro-Tennessee, which is why I like it. Um, you know, Tony, going back to one of your earlier points about, like, is this a big deal? I think it's obviously a big deal. Like, you don't get attorney generals involved, and you don't fire off letters like like Donde Plowman's that this is not a big deal. Um, I like Tennessee's chances to ultimately succeed in where they're trying to take this, but it's not nothing. I feel like a lot of our fans are just brushing this off like it's nothing. Yeah, that's my uh, my word, and I know you know people inside the deal. My word is that it's not nothing. On Tuesday, I was like, this a nothing burger. When I sat back yesterday and reflected over Tennessee's response, it is not congruent with somebody telling me that it's nothing because we've never seen anything like that response. So obviously, on Tuesday, or on Monday, rather, our chancellor heard something that made her go DEFCON 5. Yeah, and I who who can speculate what that may be? Yeah, I mean, I'm not you, going you, to. You've handed on a few things, and, you know, Adam Sparks did yesterday. Yes. But you, you know what the NCAA is, which, which is dangerous, is they're a wounded animal right now. And, you know, this is kind of an existential fight for them um especially for their enforcement wing so i don't know are are they gonna just kind of lay back and quietly you know whimper their way to the grave or are they gonna try to throw some haymakers on the way out that's the only thing that kind of scares me here i agree with that and 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 furthermore and john this is one of the things i was kind of getting at earlier one of the callers or maybe sean somebody Maybe it was Watson Brown. Somebody yesterday, might have been Adam, but somebody yesterday made the point that the NCAA would like some clarity in this as well from their member institutions. What do you want us to enforce? What do you not want us to enforce? And the one way that's accomplished if you get this thing in a court of law. And and, and really, if you get this thing in a court of law, it forces everybody to belly up to the bar and see this as it really is. Nobody rustic one acted until the Supreme Court told everybody involved that the game was over. They all saw it coming. We knew we were on here for 10 years. I was interviewing Ro- Remote Human. I'm like, we're going to have a day where Ohio State and Michigan are playing and one of those teams doesn't come out of the tunnel. We all saw that coming. But nobody did anything until... Somebody had to do the heavy lifting for them. And, John, that's why I was asking you earlier, 
is the NCAA trying to commit Harry Carey here? And I'm being, I'm kind of being a little serious when I say that. And part of that would be walking into court against Tennessee. I think that's possible here. Well, here's the problem. One, one of the myriad of problems with the NCAA. You have so many schools with diverse interests, diverse resources. So... I think Tennessee will have allies in all the powerhouses in college football. Alabama, Georgia, mm-hmm. Ohio State, mm-hmm. Southern Cal. There are only so many colleges that com- can compete financially at the highest level under NIL provisions. There's Not everybody can do it. Not a lot of these schools can can fund a 25 to 30 million dollar payroll a year they just can't so those schools those schools don't want uh this nil being used as a recruiting inducement of course not because they can't offer as much so my point is this the ncaa is crying out for somebody to say hey we we don't want to enforce this any more than you want us to be on your campus but i've got a job to do and i'm gonna do it until somebody tells me that's not my job anymore and rustic one that's kind of what you're hinting at which i think is a great point yeah i I think that's right i think it's probably too little too late for the ncaa anyway now that the courts have been involved and now that it's been firmly established that any attempt to restrict someone's earning is going to be slapped down very quickly and forcefully. And, you know, and, and that's why I think Tennessee's, whether it's university or the attorney general, I mean, if or when this makes its way to a courtroom, they will probably be successful and be successful with relative ease. I, I do worry. I mean, the analogy that's been thrown around town for the past 48 hours is kind of going to war. and Maybe it's an appropriate one that, you know, the only problem with going to war is, even the winning side usually gets some damage inflicted on it. And for the short term, I mean, this this is not going to be easy mm. to recruit mm. over. Mm. I mean, every school mm. we are competing against is going to be mentioning postseason ban to every kid we're recruiting. Like, don't think for a second that's not already happening today. Um, so, that I mean, that's a real concern of mine. And uh, I think it's a cloud that... that I hope it's only hanging over our head for for weeks or months, but the history of these things is they usually drag on and on. Thank you. I I think my solace, and I appreciate that, my solace is that the Florida State thing was done in weeks. However, Tennessee has a concern in talking to, again, somebody I talked to about an hour or so ago. One of their concerns is they're going to drag this thing out because of Tennessee's uh, rather um, – emphatic response uh go ahead john well here's the thing tony when you talk about uh you know emphatic response and all this kind of stuff and you talk about postseason look what just happened tennessee was under an nca cloud an investigation uncertainty went on for a couple of years what's going to happen everybody knew the violations were serious that Tennessee had committed against the NCA bylaws. Everyone also knew that Tennessee had cooperated. So there was great uncertainty as to where the NCA, uh, to where 
Tennessee's future would be. How would it affect recruiting? Well, what happened during that same time frame? Josh Heupel comes over here in his second year. Second year, wins 11 games, finishes in the top 10. I just... Postseason ban sounds bad. It sounds bad when you're talking about the playoffs. But my contention is in recruiting, high schoolers are transfers. It's all about the money. If you think you can make $500,000 by going to this school, but eh, you might not be eligible for postseason play, but you can go over to this other school and make $50,000, but guess what? You'll be eligible for postseason play. There's no, there's no debating your decision. This is money driven sport now in all, in all corners. And it, and that means the athletes too. When a coach goes into recruits living room now, he's not trying to establish a relationship. He's got to tell the recruit more, more significantly, the recruit's family wants to know. What's in it for us? That gets back to my initial point. Initial point: How can you not have NIL has to be a recruiting inducement? There's no way around it because you've got it. When you're recruiting somebody, you got to tell them what you're going to get. You get this program, you get this much scholarship. Yeah, that's right. Okay. So, so Matt, let's go back here. What's worse, if I take Nico away from you or I say a postseason ban? Like, if we were ranking those things, just we're just spitballing with each other here. What's worse, Matt? No Nico or a postseason ban? What's worse in your your mind? Well, I, I think they go hand in hand. I think you don't get one without the other um, in this case. But I'm probably Nico not being eligible. Yep. If, if you're Tony, you're saying eligible forever or does he sit at correct i mean i'm saying i'm saying i i you and i are gonna make a deal and i'm gonna say to you okay you're either gonna pick one or the other either he's gonna be ineligible for four games five games or you're gonna be out for the postseason well here's a another side of that yeah let's just say because this is how this is gonna go yes yeah let's just say okay i choose uh okay nico can't play okay all right but we go in the postseason. Sure. Here's what I'm going to do if I'm Tennessee. Okay. I'm going to get one of the top quarterbacks in the country to transfer here. That's what I'm going to do, and that would happen. See, the other side of this and how recruits look at this, we look at it. Everybody's talking about, oh, my gosh, Tennessee's in trouble. It it violated NCAA rules. It, it gave all this money yeah. to this player. All this money. It's like it's... We're making this out to be like the biggest NIL deal in history. So what does a recruit take from this? A recruit says, hmm, man, Tennessee can pay more than anybody. (laughs) That's where where I want to play my college football. It is such a weird, twisted spot that we're in. I, I feel like I'm covering a bunch of children. (laughs) <laughs> because truly, because truly, these people are aimless. If you think about it, I really do think a part of this is, the more I think about it, I do think it's significant, a lot more significant than I thought it was two days ago. I definitely think that's true, just based on Tennessee's response. I've, I've arrived at that. Some of you haven't. That's cool. I'm not going to tell anybody I think. I never have. However, 
I try to share my heart, my feelings. My I got pretty decent instincts down through the years for things. It's one of my gifts, um, and I have very few. I can't count to ten, uh, and can't remember how I got down here this morning. But I really, at the end of the day, think the NCA wants to go to court because they want guardrails. Because I. This Baker guy went to Congress a little while ago when they when because Tennessee went up and testified as well, and he went to Congress and said, "We don't have any answers. Please help us. We don't we don't know what to do with this." And and I almost think they would welcome that in a weird huh. way. What what if the NCA said? You can use NIL as recruiting inducement. Yeah. What if it just said that? What if, right? See, the NCA, we hadn't even talked about this, but it goes back. The NCA, what did it do when the Pac-12 was unraveling? Absolutely unraveling. Nothing. Vanishing from the scene. It did nothing. It did nothing. Nothing. I mean, okay, maybe Pac-12 had won a national championship since Southern Cal in 2005. But Pac-12 football is pretty good. I watch a lot of it. Mm -hmm. Had a lot of good quarterbacks this year. A lot of good teams. Washington made the playoff. Oregon almost made the playoff. Southern Cal is Southern Cal. Great tradition. This is an integral part of college football. It it is. And so the NCAA just sat there, let it happen. This school's going there. That school's going to another conference. Did the NCAA even make a comment on it? I don't, I don't remember anything. That's how weak one of your power five conferences is disappearing before your eyes. And you just sit there. Hmm. See you. Back to Thanks the phones. Thanks for playing. Yeah, it's, it's, it's really wild to see all this happen and try to process it. Hello and welcome into our next call. Hey, hey guys. How y'all doing? Hey, Greg. Welcome today? in. Hey, Tony and John, I've been sitting around thinking uh, about some different things here, and I, I was reading the NCAA statement on the lawsuit, and let's read between the lines. First, before I say anything about that, of course, Nico was being recruited by everybody. Who was the, per- who was the team that was most perturbed about Tennessee getting him. I'm not sure who that would be. But if you look at the statement on the lawsuit, it says this legal action would exacerbate what our members themselves have frequently described as a, quote, wild west, unquote, atmosphere. And the imbalance amongst Schools in neighboring states, neighboring states, and diminishing protection for student athletes from potential exportation. A um, couple of deals there. It says neighboring state, and it says wild west. And you just had Peggy on talking about Lane Kiffin had said something about wild west. So, who exactly called the NCAA needs to be a highlight in my list of things 
if I'm Greg, let's name names. Who is it? I, I want your. You, you seem to have a pretty good feel for this. I want to know right now who you think it is. I personally think it's Alabama, and I might be wrong. John, what do you think? Alabama. No, I think Alabama's on Tennessee's side on this because Alabama is has no shortage of resources. It might not have Texas-sized resources, but Alabama's going to fare really well, I think, in the NIL era, even if Nick Saban thinks maybe it won't. I just think Alabama will be okay. Mm-hmm. I'll throw in, if you want to talk, talk about neighboring states, and I think Matt might be interested in this, and what if... Uh, what if Kentucky's involved? Mark yep. Stoops has uh, yep. commented quite a bit about yep. uh, schools buying players, yep. which, by the way, Coach, is legal. Um, so maybe, uh, yet on the other hand, he seems to thrive in the transfer market. So there's incongruity incongruity there. Um, hmm. That's an interesting point. I don't think it would be, I, I certainly don't think it would be Lane Kiffin. How about Clemson? How about Clemson blew the whistle on him? How about we pin it on Dabo, Matt? What do you think? Yeah. Little Dabo, do you? Uh, that's a good choice, Greg. I haven't thought about this. That's who a good choice, have, Greg. He would have tipped off the NCAA. I don't know. That, that is a good question. Well, we know it wasn't Texas or Texas A&M. <laughs> <laughs> Greg, Let anything else for us? Let me ask you guys. I'm not an attorney. Right. I don't play one. Don't pretend to be. Interesting. But after reading this statement and thinking about a lot of things, in America, you have the right to know your accuser. Mm-hmm. So if the NCAA was tipped off by somebody, Name Tennessee my... needs to find out who that was. Greg, we are, I'm telling you, we talk about this more today. We're cracking this nut for this thing's over. I feel it coming. Did you... Do you think, and, and and maybe I'm going out on a limb here, but does anybody think that an in, in-state rival could have turned against Tennessee? Do you think Vanderbilt might have done this, Tony? Is that a possibility? I thought you were talking about Penny Hardaway as we continue with more. This is Trip Stoltz with Columbia Ace Hardware. I love listening to 101.7 WKOM-FM, Columbia, Tennessee. Celebrate you with a new vehicle from Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram of Columbia. We have a huge selection of new vehicles waiting for you. We're talking cars, trucks, and SUVs. And if you're in the business of selling your vehicle, we've got you covered. We'll buy from you even if you don't buy from us. At Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram of Columbia, we're locally owned and operated and proud to serve our community as the largest CDJR dealership in Tennessee. Find your new ride today when you visit Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram of Columbia. Celebrate love with Tillis Jewelry's exclusive Valentine's Day Pink Box Special. Surprise your special someone with an exquisite piece from our collection, elegantly presented in a charming pink box. Each box comes with delectable chocolates and is adorned with a beautiful white bow. My name is Jenna, and this Valentine's Day, let's make it unforgettable. Because when you choose Tillis, you're not just giving a gift, you're creating a moment that will be cherished forever. 
Do you suffer from knee pain? Is it painful to walk or perform your day-to-day activities? If so, we have great news at the Dr. Gill Center. We can relieve your knee pain fast and easy with no downtime and no surgery. The FDA has approved a new non-surgical treatment for knee pain, and it's covered by most major insurance, including Medicare. This treatment has helped millions of people across the nation. Call today to see if you qualify for a free consultation and get back to a pain-free life. 615-551-9224. Brown's Body Shop, 1505 Nashville Highway in Columbia, or 129 Alpha Drive in Franklin, is here to serve Murray and Williamson County. We have over 50 years of business with all the experience combined. All insurance claims, as well as unibody and frame repairs and glass claims are welcomed. Call today for selected insurance companies, 931-381-4915 Columbia, and Franklin, 615-794-1959. Or check us out at www.brownsbodyshop.com. Looking for convenience? Try Quickmark Convenience Stores, conveniently located all across Murray County, Southern Middle Tennessee, and North Alabama. Whether stopping in on your way to work for coffee and a biscuit, taking a plate lunch to go, or grabbing something cold to drink after a long hot day at work, there's always one nearby. Quickmark Convenience Stores, conveniently located all across Southern Middle Tennessee and North Alabama. Proudly serving Shell Gasoline. Hey, this is Derek Ransom with Ten Pin Alley, voted number one family entertainment center in Murray County. We offer 32 bowling lanes, giant arcade, laser tag, bumper cars, and a full cafe and bar menu. We also specialize in group events, kids and adult birthday parties, company parties, sports team parties, and holiday parties. We're located at 322 East James Campbell Boulevard in Columbia. Call us today at 931-381-BOWL or visit us at tenpin.com. Ten Pin Alley, it's where the good times roll. This is Mark Curry at the Trailer Store. We are a local, family-owned business. Every day, I work with my wife, Susie, my mother, Becky, and my son, Justin. We offer a full line of lawnmower trailers, utility trailers, stock trailers, and a full line of trailer parts. We also offer service. Come see us at 1021 New Lewisburg Highway. Call us at 931-381-2795. That's 931-381-2795. This is Trip Stoltz, owner and manager at Columbia Ace Hardware. We have changed our store hours to better serve our community. Columbia Ace Hardware is now open from 7 to 7, Monday through Friday, from 8 to 4 on Saturday, and closed on Sunday. Come see us at 112 East James Campbell Boulevard and let us show you customer service that can only be found at Columbia Ace Hardware. Ace is the place with the helpful hardware, folks. I am Jack Blackstone. And I'm Emery Blackstone. Together, we are Greenway Tech Repair. Tired of slow computers, cracked phone screens, and fancy home electronics you don't know how to use? We can help. We provide local on-site services as well as remote troubleshooting for any job, no matter how large or small, from computers and laptops to mobile devices and home electronics. We Blackstone Brothers are eager to serve our community. Find us on Facebook at Greenway Tech Repair or by phone at 931-388-2691. That's on Facebook at Greenway Tech Repair or by phone at 931-388-2691. Hey, this is Seth Moss at Tennessee Valley Equipment, a premier FAE Prime Tech, Bandit, and Surex dealer. We are your dealer for all of your land clearing and forestry mulching needs. We sell equipment, provide repair service, and parts along with a rental fleet of mulching equipment. We also offer mulching teeth, blades, and sharpening. Our number one priority is getting you up and running as quickly and affordable as possible. Tennessee Valley is located at 300 Santa Fe Pike in wonderful Columbia, Tennessee. Stop by or give us a call today at 931-981-9812. 
Don't let pain keep you out of the game. Murray Regional Physical Therapy's experienced team of therapists can help you recover from surgery, injury, or illness by designing a plan that meets your unique needs. We utilize state-of-the-art equipment and proven techniques to help you get back to doing the things you love. Schedule a consultation at any of our convenient Southern Middle Tennessee locations by calling 931-380-4014. Murray Regional Health, where clinical excellence meets compassionate care. In Tuscaloosa, we live by the blue-collar basketball motto. Stepping back, deep three, bottom. Hard work. Two on one, driving, stepping through, tough shot, got it to go. Dedication. Front court to the rack. Oh! And teamwork. Play the song for the champions of the Southeastern Conference. Join us for every game right here on your home for Alabama basketball. Right here, Saturdays on WKOM 101.7 FM. Debbie Matthews Realtor and her husband Jason, who is a pro songwriter, also own a music publishing company. They live in historic downtown Columbia with their dogs. Dog rescue work is their passion project. They consider Middle Tennessee their backyard and their lives are full of all things Tennessee. Debbie says there is no greater honor than to help someone find a home. To be trusted with that job, there is no greater privilege. Call Debbie at the Nashville Realty Group, 615-476-3224, 615-476-3224. Hi, I'm Kurt Green, and I'm with 7th Element, and we're going to be in the Columbia area at Columbia State Community College at the Cherry Theater, February 24th. That's Saturday, February 24th, and we would love for you to be there. You can get your tickets on Eventbrite, and just look for 7th Element and Friends. Concert's going to be at 6 p.m., 6 p.m., and you can find us at 7thElement.com, 7thElement.com. This is Clayton Harris, and you're listening to 101.7 WKOM, Columbia. TB back with you. I want to remind you, Thursday, Rice fans, we're going to have, or Thursday, Saturday, we're going to have a listener watch party for the Tennessee-Kentucky game. Now, we had a full-throated meltdown, we, you, the callers, and the Twitty. It's had a full, no offense to the Twitty. It's I love you. I'm for you, not again you. Yeah. Um, Pat, Pat Forty loves you too, by the way. He sends his regards. We're going to have a listener watch party for the stars, studs, and stallions. Everybody's invited. The all new Corner 16, North Shore, Pelsippi Parkway. And it's going to be one for the ages. One for the age of Saturday night. I'll be getting there about 8. Game starts at 8.30. We'll be watching the end of the Duke-North Carolina game in the undercard. They're the warm-up act. And Matt had a great line earlier. They decide to put Tennessee and Kentucky in the main event. And the Vols in Kentucky go out and are clucking. They laid so many eggs uh, this week. Just an embarrassing week of basketball for Kentucky and Tennessee. And the good news is, for those of you that were telling me that the game's out of reach, the good news is Kentucky doesn't defend anybody. It's a highly winnable basketball. It's going to be a really entertaining game. You know our issues. We know theirs. Uh, Dalton Connect could have a huge, huge, I'm talking huge, his biggest scoring game of the year if he's on. The, the path exists for that. 
We are going to do a TLD Logistics Overdrive Overtime. I love these people. Their brokerage division is incredible. Currently, the strip of sod that Gronk is going to kick his kick on, kick of fame or whatever it is for the second straight year, is being delivered by TLD Logistics. That's right, to the Super Bowl. That's the kind of work they do each and every day. Breaking it down scientifically. Making America move. In the meantime, I want to thank the radio listener for being with us. Our conversation continues at tclub.team. We will have full-throated coverage of this story as it continues to unfold. Orange Throat is working on some terrific nuggets uh, for the blog, which will drop in the morning, as it does each and every day. I appreciate you. I hope you have a blessed day. God willing, we come back again and do it again. Do it tomorrow. Bino will be with us, but listen anyway. We love you. God bless. Peace. This is Big Lou Maddox, and you're listening to the best radio in southern Middle Tennessee. WKOM 101.7 FM, Columbia.